0: Rabbi Yudin speaks to us today from the Holy Land, thank God. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And here it is. Good afternoon in Beit Shemesh. What a thrill it is to be here, and I really wish that so many more of you were here with me. But the greatness of Torah is that it transcends continents, and so I'd like to share with you a thought Regarding Pashas Pinchas, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Pinchas, which contains, according to the Chinoch, six mitzvahs. You have, interestingly, many of the mitzvos of the Korban Musaf that are brought on respective occasions, including Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Pesach, shavuot Sukkos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and you have as well the mitzvah of. To blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is found in this parsha. After the incident of Benos Slavchad, whereby they are given anachala, an inheritance, inherits Yisrael, so shortly thereafter, that Moshe sees that, okay, perhaps now is an auspicious time to ask for his children to succeed him. Hashem vetoes that proposal of Moshe and says that the proper fitting one to succeed Moshe is that of Yehoshua. But now I want to call your attention to the way that Moshe addresses Hashem when he is asking for the leader. And this is in chapter 27 of Pasha's Pinchas beginning with 15, fifteen sixteen, says Moshe, called Hashem. Hashem should designate an appoint. And interestingly, look at the title that Moshe ascribes to Hashem Hashem Literally the God of the spirits of each flesh. So Rashi tells us what kind of a approach is this to Hashem, and why is He using this as a preamble for a leader? Lamonemar says Rashi Moshe says to Hashem, Ribono Shalolam, Master of the Universe, Galuy v'yadu alefonecha. You know, Daito shall call echad, echad You know, literally the mindset. The intelligence and literally the thinking of each individual. And they are not alike one another. As the Talmud says, just like each person's facial appearance is different, domos. similarly, so too is each Person's mind different and unique and therefore says Moshe to Hashem Malay Aleem Manig, please appoint for them a king, a leader, Shey Kol Echodvi the Fidato that he be able to tolerate each individual according to his essence and that Rashi is quoting from the Tanchuma when two Psukim later Hashem says to Moshe you asked for it you got it so what does that mean a man who has quote the spirit what kind of spirit are we talking about? What kind of an ability? Says Rashi, Moshe says, Hashem, I am giving you what you asked for. An individual who's able to go literally against so it's interesting. I want you to take note. In the first Rashi, Rashi uses the term in Pasuk 16, she so soveil, kol echod vi echod, tolerate. And in Pasuk 18, Rashi says that he shall be keneged, literally against the rucho, shall kol echot Blineder will return to this significant point of Rashi the point that the Torah is telling us that what is the definition of a Jewish king and Jewish leader? The definition of a Jewish leader is one that can relate to all and not just to any one particular group within the society but rather to be able to be the leader of them all. Now, listen very carefully. We know coming from the first book of kings Malachim Aleph in chapter 3 Hashem literally makes and provides Shlomo in his dream with an incredible offer Hashem says to Shlomo that he should literally make a wish and Hashem would grant that wish Okay, now let's be honest if we had that opportunity to make that one wish where Hashem says in chapter three, verse five, Sha'al Ma Loch, right, ask and that which I shall give you. Okay, so now watch, listen to the we know the incredible answer that Shlomo gives He says in Posuk nine Give me, please, a heart that will be sensitive to listen, to judge your people. That I should know and distinguish, differentiate. Okay, who can literally judge this? rather challenging people. And Hashem says, God is so pleased because Shlomo asked for that. And what does he say to him? Because you have asked for this and you didn't ask for longevity and you didn't ask for wealth, right? And you didn't ask that you should be able to conquer your enemies. But what did you ask for? You asked for intelligence I will give you number one I will give you intelligence that no other man had and there never will be a man as smart and as wise as you and once you only asked for this guess what I'm I'm going to give you also Osher. I'm going to give you Kavod. I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you honor as well. Now listen carefully. Shlomo awakes in Pesach 15, and immediately this is followed by one story. It's a story that most every one of us is so familiar with. But before we talk about this story, amazing, ask yourself, was not Shlomo brilliant as an economist, and did he not take the economy of the people of Israel and certainly move it in a great way? And was not Shlomo brilliant politically? And was not Shlomo brilliant in a military way? He was brilliant in every way. And yet, there's one story and one story only that reflects the brilliance and the chachma of this man. Namely, We're told, starting with Pesach 16, two women come to the king. Now tell me about these women. From what class of society are they coming from? Shtayim Noshim Zonos, two prostitutes. They come to the king, and the first one speaks and says to him, you should know me and this woman. The two of us live in a single house alone. No one else in the house. And three days ago, I gave birth, and three days later, she gave birth. Both of us, no one in the house except for the two of us, and her baby died at night because she suffocated it by sleeping on it. And so what did she do? She took my baby from me while I was asleep, and she put it literally in her bosom, and my... Son and excuse me, and her dead son. She put by me. I woke up in the morning to nurse my baby, and behold, it is dead. And I looked in the morning, and I saw my goodness. This is not the son that I gave birth to. And the other woman said, "No, the living baby is mine, and yours is the dead one." And this was back and forth. The other one said, "No, the dead son is yours." and the living son is mine. And they speak this way in front of the king. And after Shlomo reviews what each one says in puzzle 24 of chapter 3 in Malachim, the king says, bring me a sword. And you can only imagine the tension that existed in the room. What in the world does the king want a sword for? And they bring the sword before the king. And the King says, Gizru, cut the living baby in half. Give one half of the baby to each mother. And the mother of the living baby. Because her, literally, her emotions and her compassion was so aroused regarding her son, and she cries out, Be Adoni, please know my master, give her the living child, but don't kill my baby. There's Meris, and the other one says, Gamli Gamloch yeah, I won't have him, you won't have him. Gizoru, cut him in half. Don't ask what the other one was thinking. The Mepharshim, do talk about that. But the king said to hachai, give this one, the one that cried out not to kill the baby, give her the living child. Don't kill the baby. Heemo, that is its mother. Shlomo was brilliant and the word, the next Pasuk the kol Yisrael the entire nation heard of this Mishpat this judgment which the king ruled Vayiru they saw Ki they saw that literally the chachma of God was within him Remember, this is the only story. And what do we have after that? Bahia Melech Shlomo, Melech, I'll call Yisrael. The very first verse of the next chapter, King Shlomo was the king over the entire nation. What a powerful story. What a powerful lesson. The lesson is that each and every one of us have to realize that while we might not be but each father who's the head of his family, and each employer who's the head of his business, and every principal who's the head of his school, and every administrator who runs a program, each and every one of us has to realize, as the Rambam writes in chapter 3 of Hilchos Malachim HaLachavav, Shalibo, the heart of the king who lave kol kahal Yisrael, the incredible sensitivity, feeling for all that are underneath you. You have to be able to relate to all. And literally, as Rashi tells us at the very beginning of creation, in chapter 1, Pasuk 26, God says, let us make man. God forbid us. There's only one God who's the us. So Rashi tells you on the spot, that the Torah does not hesitate from teaching us deracheretz umidas anova, the God is consulting with his heavenly tribunal and court. Sheheya godol nimlach venotel rishos Literally, that the one at the top is to show respect and consult with doesn't mean you have to listen, and you're going to do what you want respectfully, though. But the idea is that you're going to give kavod, and this is the tension that literally every parent faces. On the one hand, what did the Rashi say? On the one hand, Rashi told us, regarding the request of Moshe, that she has kol echod You have to tolerate, you have to realize that every child is different, every child is unique, and you have to... You have to teach each child individually what's coming to them. But on the other hand... What does the second Rashi say? You have to know how to discipline. You have to know how to put your foot down. And this is true in all areas. And this is that very delicate balance that we need. We need this in the home. We need this in the synagogue. We need this all over. And this is what we need, especially now, during the three weeks. During this time, especially, we have to show more tolerance, more respect, more Ahavas Yisrael one to another, and that hopefully will bring about the change as the Navi Zakaria promised us, that the fast day that we just fasted this past Tuesday, and unfortunately two weeks from this coming Tuesday is going to be Tisha B'Av. We have to realize that one of the biggest problems in our country, where I'm privileged to give this broadcast from is unfortunately the tension that exists between the religious and the not yet religious and even within the religious the religious and the religious and therefore the lesson of Yivkot Hashem is as meaningful today 3,000 years later and when Moshe pronounced those words, Shabbat Shalom to all.